0: Welcome to the Get Grit Podcast. I am Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. We are invited to hear a tale. Remember, we are not asked to believe in the tale, but whom the tale reveals. Carlo Collati was born in Florence, Italy in 1826. His mother was a seamstress. His father was a cook. Collati served as a volunteer in the Tuscan Army for a while. He had active interests in political matters and newspapers, but he became disenchanted with Italian politics and turned his interest to children's literature, becoming fascinated by the idea of using an amiable, rascally character as a means of expressing his own convictions. In 1880, he began writing Storia de un Burattino, also called The Adventure de Pinocchio. Mother Angelica said religious life is an encounter with the living God. Sometimes that encounter is preceded by a kind of soul-searching agony that tries desperately not to hear, runs in the opposite direction, and frantically tries to reason itself out of answering the invitation itself. Sometimes a story comes along that reminds us of such opportunities, like the story of a woodcarver named Geppetto who carved a puppet and named it Pinocchio, but this puppet wasn't very well-behaved. Pinocchio stumbled one day onto a talking cricket, who tried to explain to him that he should treat Geppetto much better. But Pinocchio tried his best not to hear these words, and he tried to smash the cricket with a hammer. However, without Geppetto, who was like a father, Pinocchio did not know what to do. One day his wooden legs caught fire and turned into ashes. But Geppetto made new legs for him. Pinocchio would not listen to those who loved him and reasoned on his own rather naively to set off on a journey. First, the wooden lad stumbled upon a cat and a fox. He goes with the cat and the fox into a bar where they all eat and drink way too much. The cat and the fox wait for Pinocchio to fall asleep and leave him to pay the bill. Then he gets attacked by two robbers. The robbers take his money and hang the marionette from a tree. But the fairy with the turquoise hair shows up and calls her falcon to get the marionette out of the tree. The fairy wanted to help him, but Pinocchio kept lying about all of his circumstances, and then his nose began to grow longer and longer. He felt ashamed about his nose, but he was unrelenting on his fabricated tails. So the fairy left him with his own agony to ponder. So now, reasoning with his own advice, Pinocchio called a woodpecker to whittle his nose back to its original size. It was a total disaster. The fairy found him again and told him that she had called Geppetto to come and repair the mess that the nose was in after the woodpecker had carved it off. While the boy was waiting, the cricket came along again and advised him to return home. But the cat and the fox showed up also, and Pinocchio ran away, trusting in these fools one more time. He ended up in a town where lazy boys who are naive go to live. He would soon find out that boys who wouldn't take good advice end up in bad ways. Regardless of our foolish choices, one must never forget that salvation is God's thought, not man's. Therefore, it is unfathomable the reach that God has. One may fall deep, to the deepest depths, the darkest path, places where the hand of man has never set foot, and yet still be found. The lazy boys convinced Pinocchio to go with them into the toy land, where a boy doesn't have to do anything except play. After some time, the boys grew donkey and turned into donkeys in this land of naivety. Pinocchio was now half donkey and half pup boy, and he was sold at the circus. Yet fate would turn against him, and he broke his leg. With a broken leg, you're useless for the circus. So they tied a rock around his neck and threw him into the sea. Pinocchio was saved again thanks to the fairy who looked after him as if she was his mother. The cat and the fox showed up again. How do the encounters of the dark and dreary paths keep finding and pulling on boys who will not listen to good advice? But this time, they could not trick the young Pinocchio. Oswald Chambers writes, If Jesus ever gave us a command that he could not enable us to fulfill, he would be a liar. And if we make our inability a barrier to obedience, it means we are telling God that there is something he has not taken into account. At this, one can only laugh because God laughs. Back in the village, Pinocchio listened to his father. He learned how to work and how to hear good advice. The fairy who looked after him like she was his mother rewarded him and turned Pinocchio into a real life boy with a heart, not of wood, but of flesh. And so the tale ends from the furthest reaches of the heavens to the deepest depths of the seas. God is there. You cannot run away. Listen and understand this, a man's ways can change, his heart can change, and he can become a new creature when he is open to encountering God and accepting his invitations. The great evangelist Oswald Chambers said, Remember, we are not asked to believe the Bible, but the one whom the Bible reveals. This is what the Lord says in Jeremiah 6, Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is and walk in it, and you will find rest for your souls. In Oswald's words, never preach the experience. Preach the great thought of God behind it. Ain't it so? This is the Getting Grit Podcast, signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Check out all the things that we're involved in. Consider supporting us. We love you being here. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vobiscum.